The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of The Command Zone. I'm your host, Jimmy Wong. How's it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. And we have a special episode today, several days early, because we are here to discuss the new tuck rule that has been established by the EDH Rules Committee. Yeah, and uh, I, I have the privilege to introduce one of the founding fathers of the format, a member of the official Commander Rules Committee, and kind of the godfather of EDH, Mr. Sheldon Mennery. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate the effort. So I can only imagine that these past few days has been a flurry of uh, tw- Twitter replies, emails, forum replies of all sorts. I mean, as I recall, you said the forums crashed because of the uh, the traffic. Wow. Yeah, the the, the first day it was, uh, you know, when we, we posted the thing on Monday and um, I was supposed to I was supposed to post it before I left for class. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for those listeners who don't know, I've, I've recently uh, in the last year gone back to school and um I was like, oh, yeah, I'll post it before I go to class. And then at about 10 o'clock, I was like, oh, I forgot to post it. Um, <laughs> so I, I, you know, I emailed, I emailed uh, the rest of the committee. And they're like, ah, just, just post it when you get home. Uh-huh. So when I got home at about 530, uh, I put it up. And, yeah, it wasn't very long after that the, the forums just crashed. <laughs> well, it certainly makes a splash. And it's certainly a really big deal. Um, yeah. I mean, first thing I want to say, Sheldon, is thanks so much for coming on the show. You know, we were outspoken in our previous episode in opposition of the change. So I just want to say that uh, it's really admirable for you to come on our show and discuss uh, your side. And I think it says a lot about you and also about how confident the Rules Committee and yourself is about the change. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, the new change is specifically... If your commander would go into your library or hand, you may choose to put it in the command zone. So essentially using cards like Spell Crumple, Oblation, or Chaos Warp can no longer take your commander and place it into your deck and shuffle it up if you do not want it to. Yeah, it's kind of been called the either the no tuck rule mm-hmm. or the tuck rule or the tuck change i'm trying I don't to think... get tuck gate going but i, I, I might be the gate. only person the problem is <laughs> the, the nfl really like buried our lead on this one because they have their tuck rule scandal <laughs> that's very true so stupid tom brady <laughs> um so sheldon i can only imagine this has been a super busy week for you did you expect the kind of response that this has generated well for one we knew that there would be some folks that loved it and some folks that didn't Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, I think the level and um, sort of polarization, like abject polarization, was a little more than we expected. Right. Uh-huh. Before we get into the specifics of this, I'm kind of interested, and we've heard you talk about it on a couple other podcasts, notably the Five Commanders podcast, who we should call out is a great podcast. I know uh, you're going to be on that podcast again, um, and everybody should definitely check that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, just finished recording with them. Yeah, that's awesome. We love those guys. Uh, we've definitely played Commander with them a few times and probably will again in the future. Uh, I was wondering if you could tell us, take us a little bit quickly through the specifics of you know how the Rules Committee operates. 
Well, uh, there are six of us, mm-hmm. and um, we are, I, for the most part, uh, people who are extremely experienced in magic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, a level five judge, a judge emeritus, uh, the, the the sort of pro tour manager. You know, it's we, you have an esteemed group for sure. We do. Uh, I, I, you know, I think I once said uh, about a hundred years of pro tour experience. I think that might be, that might've been a little hyperbolic, maybe 75, <laughs> but still. <laughs> so though, I mean, the way we, I think the heart of the question is, you know, how do you come to changes and how do you, how do you make decisions? We meet quarterly, mm-hmm. uh, but we talk to each other all the time. In addition to being on the committee together, we're also very, very good friends. As a matter of fact, two committee members, um, Toby Elliott and Scott Larrabee were here at my house for oh, eight days uh, just a couple of weeks ago. So while we meet quarterly, we talk on a nearly daily basis. Uh-huh. So when we when we do meet, uh, it's it's sort of an open forum meeting between the six of us, and uh, we generally discuss issues first card second so right so an issue would be tuck and a card uh, like right. prime time would for example would be a card issue mm-hmm. right uh and then we have and i think i think i wrote about this oh man it's probably been 18 months or so uh on star city about the process about you know the fact that we we have when it comes to talking about a card mm-hmm. uh we actually have a formal might be too strong a word but we have a process by which each member uh, has a weighted vote. Not that my vote co- means more than Scott's, but each member weights his own vote on a scale. About uh, kind of like how strongly you feel about it? Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a plus and minus scale. So if you say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of ambivalent, you know, that's a zero. Whereas, like, I, 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 I don't know. I think the format's okay, but I understand people's objection minus one or... No, 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 no. This is a good card to keep plus two gotcha. or, or something like that. And then, and then we have thresholds, so we won't ban a card until it gets to a certain, to a certain minus. And uh, actually, I, I, keep, I, I tell people the story pretty frequently that when it came to banning Primeval Titan, we went into the discussion each thinking that we were the only one that was going to give it a big minus. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we were like... like um, so, you know, a lot of folks have been talking about prime time, so we should talk about it. And then we, we were all like, minus two, minus two, minus two, minus two, minus two. And, uh, I, we kind of surprised ourselves with that one. Hmm. Uh, cause I just figured there, there would be a couple, uh, yeah, it's not so bad. Right. But, some um, dissenting, but there was none. There was, yeah, on that one, there was no dissenting opinion. That's interesting. Now, where does the number, where does your opinion come from? Are we talking, like, are you interacting with people when you're out at GPs or something? Or, or, or like, where, where do you guys formulate, you know, where that number comes from, I guess? Well, we, I mean, we use our own experience and um, the fact that we do talk. I mean, we're, we're active on forums and we talk to people when we go to events uh, you know school has taken me away from traveling to gps and pro tours for a while um but scott toby gavin um are like super still super active so right. they touch a lot of people when the, you know when they go to to the major events um talk to a lot of people online and of course our own play experiences you mm-hmm. know we we play in 
relatively broad groups. There's probably 15 hardcore, meaning very frequently, not not hardcore competitive, 15 hardcore and about 40 casual um, players at Armada Games where I go to. So mm-hmm. there's a you know there's a big spread of people that I get to interact with um, relatively frequently. Uh, kind of the same, you know. Scott plays every Friday afternoon at WotC. Uh, there's a big there's a big Friday afternoon uh, commander thing at uh, in the office. Mm-hmm. Probably uh, probably a pretty good place to uh, play test and see what, uh, <laughs> what the best in the business are coming up with. So um, yeah, I mean we just we we take things from a broad scope of, of inputs. We listen, we hear what people are saying, we hear, we hear what people aren't saying. It sounds like a pretty casual process, though. It's, it's not like we do this, we interact with specifically this amount, we keep this kind of data. It's, it sounds there, like- is, there is no hard science to it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Can we talk a little bit uh, specifically about this tuck change now? Um, can you give us any insight into how the voting went for that? What people's numbers were, maybe, or you know, was it was it a unanimous type of thing? Like, how did the discussion go within the rules committee? Yeah, we, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to give away too much about how we specifically talked about stuff uh-huh. um, and who voted which way. But we, we, yeah, we didn't do the, we didn't do the same with this as we did with the, um, as we do with when we ban a card. Uh, this was a 10,000-foot view discussion. Uh, uh, like I said in the Star City article that I wrote today. Um, Which will be in the show notes. Uh, and if you haven't checked that out, you should definitely read it because uh, we are mm-hmm. going to reference it also. Um, yeah, I mean, Fate Reforge and Manifest got us talking about commanderness, and commanderness got us talking about Tuck. And Was uh, there opposition within the Rules Committee? Was it unanimous? Can you speak to that? There, it was not unanimous. I can say that. Gotcha. The decision that we made was be, became unanimous, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Is that, a, uh, is that sort of a common thing among you guys? I don't know how often this happens, but is there sort of a once the decision is made, then let's put a, you know, let's put a unanimous face on it? Or did everybody get convinced? I think everybody got convinced. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't. It may not have started out that way. Um, I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, a bad thing to admit that we don't 100% agree with each other all the time. Oh, yeah, oh, of course. Not. And yeah. I don't think you would be a very good committee if you did. Like, you know, <laughs> right. yeah, you'd be a terrible committee. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, imagine if, yeah, imagine if the Supreme Court was a bunch of people who just all came from the same political spe- spectrum. That would not right. be good for right, the nation. Right. And then, yeah, I think it's fair that you would, guys would have some dis- dissenting opinions and it. it would yeah. be weird if yeah. you didn't. Um, but what? it was it was really about looking, it was about looking the format like I said, from the 10,000-foot view. And when you say 10,000 feet, you mean looking into the future and sort of the format I as a whole? I think he means looking at it, yeah, from far away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, holistic, sort of holistically. Right. Um, like philosophically. Yeah. Right. What is Commander? Yeah. yeah. Right. What is, what, do we, what is Commander-ness? Mm-hmm. And uh, what do we want the format to look like? Because, you know, I've, all, I've often um, sort of likened the format to an art project, or, you know, to a sculpture, Um and uh, you you have to you have to shape it very subtly and slowly. You can't just take a chisel to it and um, you know have a great work of art spring forth. Right. Right. Um, we're going to get into the specifics of your article here in a minute, but I did want to ask one last question. Did you guys? Why, I mean, why do you think this has become such a hot button topic? Like specifically, because yeah. you guys made some bannings last year, and they've they've happened, but I've never seen this kind of response. Um, have you seen any of your dis- previous decisions by the rules committee get this kind of response? 
Well, no, certainly not. Mm-hmm. And I think because it's a different kind of, it's a different animal, mm-hmm. right? You know, a card is a card. Uh, I think that people are seizing on, uh, you know, this is a, I guess, a class of cards. Uh-huh. Uh, I, but I want to, I want to remind everybody, Tuck still works. Right. Chaos Warp right. still puts cards on the bottom of the library. Or into the library, yeah, and shuffles it up. Right, right. You know, or into the library, yeah, into yeah, the library. It's specifically yeah. your commander that can no longer be tough. Right, it's, it's all about the commander. Right. As a matter of fact, I played today, I played five games today, um, and on turn four of my first game, a non, my non-commander got spell crumpled because the guy's like, because I was playing my Carador deck, it's mm-hmm. like, I don't want that in your graveyard. Yeah, like, spell crumple is still good. Hinder's still good. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're, all, they're all still good cards. I'm not taking Hollowed Burial or Terminus um, or Chaos Warp out of any of my decks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think also when we go into this discussion, you know, there's a lot of... We've seen so much passion on both sides. Yeah. We've had that passion. You know, people love this game, and it's... It, you know, it's a, it's admirable that people have that amount of passion. I think our listeners have been really admirable. There's been no like trolling or name calling, which I I, w- I want to just call out because yeah. everybody's been really civil. They've had well thought out responses on both sides of the fence. You know, and so that's something we want to keep up as we go into the discussions specifically about your article and about the the specific change. Um, yeah, I really I really appreciate the folks who have disagreed uh, in a civil fashion. Um, I, I again, we we knew that it wasn't going to be a hundred percent. Like, I mean, nothing is. You know, that there are people who still hate us for banning S- Sylvan Primordial. Right, right. Um, <laughs> they're but, wrong, but okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're, just, <laughs> they're super wrong. Super wrong. Um, yeah, exactly. But I, I uh, one of the things, of that. <laughs> one of the, I think one of the silver linings I I want to take out of this is that we've created something that people are so passionate about that they're willing to call me names over it. You know what? That is an excellent way to take it, and I think that's exactly how you should, because you made this thing that means that much to people. Mm -hmm. So I think that's such an excellent way to look at it. Okay, so again, Sheldon mentioned earlier, but on Star City Games, and it will be a link in the show notes, he has written an article which is expanding on the previous article that he wrote uh, explaining why the tuck change was made. And I'm just going to really briefly uh, sum it up. And, and Sheldon, please correct me if, I, if my summation is not accurate. Sure. Uh, there's basically four points. The first point is that tuck is anti-fun, that this change makes the commander card itself more central to the format and puts an end to a major feel-bad moment for players, especially new players, when their general gets shuffled into their library. That's kind of the, the gist of the first point. Yep. Uh, the second point is that the change will discourage the overrepresentation of tutors, and tutor effects are anything that go find specific cards within your library. Yep. The third uh, point is that it cleans up the rules. So there used to be different rules for tuck and bounce than there was for graveyard and exile, and this basically makes all four of those effects work in a similar fashion. Yep. And then fourth, there aren't that many cards that this rule actually affects. Um, by my count, in your article, you mentioned about 24 and uh, three or four others that are pointed out as like sort of super fringe cases, but there's like 15,000 cards in the history of Magic. So the impact is actually not as big as everyone thinks. Yeah. Uh, and it's also important to note, and you mentioned this in the article as well, that these points aren't necessarily in any specific order. They don't have any specific importance to each of them. They are just four uh, points towards the uh, Yeah, I, I, that's a, I think it's a, it's a huge, huge point that I 
think some folks are missing, but none of these individually was a silver bullet. Mm-hmm. It was a confluence of factors that, you know, they, they all they all sort of came together to get us where we ended up. Right. Gotcha. Um, the first question I want to ask is, in your original, I'm going to call it press release, the one <laughs> yeah, that you were sure. a li- that you were a little uh, that you went to class and forgot to post, and then posted later that day. Um, there's a subtle change between that and this article that you just released. Um, in that first in that first press release, there was something regarding um, the fact that only blue and white had this effect in their color pie, and it and it forced players to maybe play those colors when they might not otherwise want to. Is there a mm-hmm. reason that that was not included in the second? Article? Well, yeah, I, you know, it's funny how it's funny how things will turn on a single word. And what we should have said was predominantly not only blue and white, uh-huh. uh, you know, and people have people have over focused. I think people have over focused on that um, one piece of right. editing that we should have done better. I mean, I fully admit that some of the messaging here was our own fault. Um, I think it's also important to point out, like you guys are a group of people who are doing this, not getting paid. It's not like the, it shouldn't be scrutinized to the extent that like a company with a publicist and a press company, right. Are, right. You know, is going to release something that's been vetted like 16 times. Right. I, know? yeah, I, I've spent, I, I've spent a fair amount of time sort of in a public eye, but I'm not a, I, I'm not a marketing person. Um, uh, or I'm not a I'm not a publicist, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's also just also I think just not I don't know I took debate in high school and I've I've studied the sort of the art of debating a point and it's not really that legit to go after a wording error really necessarily so I think that the larger debate as whole is more interesting than just sort of ironing in on one thing like oh did you forget about chaos warp it's like yeah, right right let's move on from that and let's get the debate right. really going I mean I will say that just dropping that argument altogether is a little bit perplexing to me. Um, it, it it feels like, you know, I'm not trying to be combative, but it does feel like the uh, rules committee sort of was like uh, maybe their justifications weren't as ironclad, you know, when you when you sort of lose one and add another. Yeah, well, the, I mean, the thing about the thing about the the press release, if you will, is that you want those to be as concise as possible. Yeah, that's a really good point. right. Yeah, because no one will read it otherwise. <laughs> right. I mean, that's the truth of it. Accurate. I, you know, I, I spent 20 years in the in the military, and when you brief somebody, it's always ABC. Accurate, brief, clear. Right. So brevity. I mean, brevity is a thing. You don't want to. You don't want to info dump uh, on something like that. Yeah. And um, it was an effort to to sort of get people in on how we were thinking, not necessarily uh, list in a sort of objective number of bullet points that it's not a legal document it's not supposed right, exactly. to stand yeah. up in the court of law yeah, yeah totally yeah, think really that's good, fair. Uh, excellent point um okay well let's let's go down point by point i know uh we're on a little bit of a clock here so i want to be able to make sure we get through everything sure um so point number one uh that tuck is not fun um i'm just curious like where that where that sentiment comes from specifically um, um you know yeah everywhere <laughs> That's definitely uh, true. I mean, was it something that the rules committee themselves had, you know, of course, I think as experienced players, we've all seen different versions of Tux, maybe more than, you know, a, a casual new player might have. But was it more personal reference or is it sort of yeah, through, I, Nate, um, uh, through people yeah, I, talking about I, it? Not really. Um, there's, uh, there's not actually, um, in my local environment, there's not a lot of it happening. Um, 
you yeah, know, occasionally, I'm, occasionally somebody will will uh, you know be able to miracle a terminus with three other commanders on the, the table. Yes, right. you know, mm-hmm. sometimes it happened, uh, but I I wouldn't call it um, an overrepresented strategy in my local group. Um, and Toby pretty much said the same. Uh, Scott maybe a little less so at Wizards, but yeah, the, we, none of us really saw. You know, none of us were oppressed by talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, you know, there's a lot of folks who are like, oh, they just, you know, they got hurt by some strategy. Now they're going to try to ban it. And, and that's not the case at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess the question really comes from is because when you say that, make that statement, my immediate response is like, I don't know. I, I don't I, I don't agree. I think it's plenty fun. You know, and, and that's just a tough thing because every person is going to I mean, there's don't get me wrong. We've had tons of emails that say. I hate Tuck. It's the worst thing ever. And mm-hmm. we've had a ton of people say, what's the big deal? I don't mind Tuck at all. I just wondered where you guys came to the conclusion that it's not fun. Because in that sea of, one, you know, it seems 50-50 or close to it to me. Yeah, I mean, I, there's, there's certainly not um, Price Waterhouse doing some data collection for us or anything. Right. <laughs> uh, you guys don't have that kind of money? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, people, people keep saying, you know, you guys need to make objective positions, uh, decisions based on real data and i'm i'm happy to do that i'm very very happy to do that um as a matter of fact if somebody wants to come up with the two million dollars or so a year that it would take uh i would be happy to lead that effort mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but until i guess such until such a time <laughs> uh it is indeed a more yeah. of a monumental effort to get that to collate that data than people uh, well, think yeah least, i mean and what's the data because we're we're dealing with we're dealing with more than just, you know, this isn't mathematics. We're dealing with people's um, perceptions and feelings about things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can nebulous. say, well, you know, that what I, whatever it is that I did right there was perfectly fair. And somebody else is going to say, oh, that was really mean. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, that's that's where I, why I think the conclusion is, you know, it's, it's, it's tough for some people to grasp just because... Again, it's so nebulous. Yeah. Well, here, here on the on the um, on the fun end, um, I'll point to a quote by uh, Nathan Holt, who from you Walk know from Plains. Walk the Plains, uh, who said something like, "It's better. It's better for experienced players to find answers to new problems than to dream crush new players." Is there any reason to believe that that kind of dream crushing was going on often? Yeah, I mean, I th- I think that. There's pretty significant evidence that a lot of new players were, um, especially new players, also experienced players, were uh, had um, a negative impression of the format um, via the presence of talk. Uh, you know, was it epidemic? No, of course not. Um, but it was, a, you know, it was a thing that we got a, a good feeling about, uh, or an accurate feeling about, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, from that from that um, highest perspective view, from the from that ten thousand foot view, um, we we talked about wanting to shape the format because we love new players. New players that get invested in the format become those players who are so passionate about the format that 
they go online and call me names. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call Sheldon names, guys. Have right. a have a good discussion. Let's not get into name calling. I you think, could also definitely argue you know, that new players are often the most important part of the economy of any game. In fact, that they're the ones bringing in the majority of the new business and the yeah. excitement that comes with it as well. Well, and you know yeah. your game's dead as soon as you're not bringing in as many new players yeah, as they're going out. So um, I have one more question under this bullet point. I would just ask, like, how would you assess the level of dissatisfaction with Tuck as it compares to things like mass land destruction, mass hand removal, poison counters, and other issues that we hear as common complaints about the format? I guess the short question is, like, why this change over some of the other unfun things? Um, well, I, I, you, what could we do about mass land destruction? You, I mean, just ban the cards, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't know, but... Poison counter. Yeah, yeah. That's a that then that becomes the the four hundred card band list and right, which you do not want. I totally right, get it. absolutely. Not, that, yeah. that that will be the when we get when we get the double digit band cards, we're done. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no. tri- sorry, triple digit triple, band right, right. band cards, we're done. Um, yeah, I totally agree because there's no way to keep track at a certain point. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. it's what killed five color. Um, among other things, and uh, it's a lesson. It's it's a it's a Vietnam that we're not going to repeat. Well said. I guess poison counters would be the one that stands out as something that we hear about a lot, and <laughs> is sort of an easier change, if quote unquote. Yeah, that doesn't require any quote yeah. unquote bans. Well, right. The that would require. I mean, that requires um, some assessment of what would be the right number for one. Uh, you know, and we're not. It's not that we're afraid of. We're afraid of difficult making difficult decisions as you know evidenced by this no, week. No, you proved that you are not afraid of that, my friend. You have proved um, it. But you know, is fifteen right? Is twenty right? Um I, I think our our long standing opinion on this has been that when it comes down to it, fifteen is not so many different than ten in this format. Ten's ten's fine, um and it's not really worth the it's not worth the rule change because we just don't see it as a um, a thing that makes that much difference. Interesting. Okay, moving on to the next point. Uh, point number two, if we recall, was that the change will discourage the overrepresentation of tutors, or basically, pe- we hope people will now play less tutors than they were before, right? Or be incentivized to play less tutors based on the fact right. that they may have to sh- uh, grab out their general should he or she be tucked. Yeah, that I think this is another one that um, I I think has gone not anywhere near the way that we intended it. Um, that again, this was sort of a side, a side point. And, uh, you know, I told the five commanders guys that, I, even though I said, you know, these points in no particular order, it's uh, impossible for the human brain not to wait, you know, <laughs> exactly. in order. Yeah. Yeah. We've all read too many Buzzfeed lists for that. To <laughs> I mean, yeah, given, but- given that, you know, one thing I would say is that, you know, you have a history of speaking out against tutors. Uh, your position is well known, you know, and I've heard some people say this has just been basically a way for you to further that agenda. What would you say to those people? Um, they might be right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean, you know, I, we have we have we take very seriously this responsibility. And it's and it's the thing is, it's not a personal agenda. Right. It's right. A, it's you know, it's not For Sheldon. The hates the tutors. Format, yeah. Uh, it's it's a group agenda that's and our agenda is shaping the format in the best way that we think is possible. We we do think that overrepresentation of tutors leads to bad games. You know, how, how many times have you been stuck kind of sitting there watching somebody search through their library 
uh, when they've when they've demonic tutored and not really known what they when they wanted to get. I'm a, I'm I'm fine with tutors as sort of a um, as a response mm-hmm. as opposed to um, as the question. Right, or uh, searching out. I think you mentioned in your article specifically a win con as opposed to an answer to a threat or right. a response to something on the table. Yeah. So anything that anything that will discourage folks from using tutors, even if it's just a slight nudge, um, we're going to lean in that direction. Um, I guess. I, I guess this begs the question: What percentage less tutors do you expect that a change like this is going to have people play? Uh, it it wasn't it wasn't based on mathematics. No, no, I know. I'm just saying, like I, any uh, any is acceptable. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's one guy um, off in the in a, in a corner of Nebraska someplace, um, one's enough. Okay. And point number three, which between me and you, Sheldon, I think this is your strongest point, um, and this is the one that I have really I I, I do have a trouble uh, rebutting which is that it cleans up the rules. Yeah. Um, that it basically says you can say to a person, and basically you're always going to have access to this one card, the commander. Yeah, the, 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 the sort of consistency of the rule uh, or, or of, the, of the, what happens to the commander was a, was a big part of this. Um, you know, why was... Because when, when this first came up um, in our discussions... Uh, somebody asked, so why should Tuck be more powerful than Exile? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And none of us had a good answer. So bringing, you know, bringing, and that's, we, we sort of added the hand um, at the at kind of the last minute to, to completely um, sync everything up. Because for the most part, you're always going to want your commander to go into your hand, not into the command so zone, So you don't right? have to pay the tax, right? Yeah, so you yeah. don't have to pay the extra tax. Right. Sure, there are corner cases where... Well, someone's running like a... You'll have to have a reason not to put it back into your yeah. hand. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, but for the it's most part... Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. So we, you know, we really did, again, clarity, um, consistency, and sort of ease of understanding. So there's no difference. You know, your commander, it's... It's super special. It's more special than um, just determining what colors you're playing. Um, so, if you want to have access to it, you have sometimes you have to pay a lot for it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? You yep. know, multiple times. Yeah, depending on how many times you know. I, I know back. I've paid. I, I I remember writing down that I paid twenty one mana for my for my crash at one point or something. <laughs> that must have been quite the long game. Yeah. I don't think I've ever played, play, I think I've been around 16, 17 before, but that's it. <laughs> that's pretty good. I guess, you know, and, 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 and we mentioned the reasons why earlier. And I think one of the reasons this point has sort of come up uh, contentiously is just that it wasn't mentioned in the very first uh, press release. And it yeah. sort of appeared um, sometime in between the first and second. And yeah. Yeah. And, and interestingly enough, it was one of the strong early points, and it was just, yeah, it was just one that, um, again, when we were doing the write-up, we thought, yeah, I, I, I really don't have a good explanation for why we didn't, why we left it off. I mean, it, like we said, like, you don't have, you know, I'm sure if it was vetted by a publicity company, they would have been like, hey, you guys remember that part? And, you know, but that's not some, that's not a process that you guys, you know, you don't have a publicity company. So I think it can be forgiven. I just think some people have sort of, 
mention like, well, why did that appear on there? Did they just latch on to some community people's good <laughs> argument? And like, I guarantee you that a group of judges <laughs> cleaning up the rules would have been a top priority. Yeah. And it sounds like during the rules committee discussion, during the deliberation that this was like a very big point. So. It was, yeah, it was a, it was a super big point. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe so much, so, you know, it was so big that it seemed so evident that, um, you know, it's like, well, you know, it's just one of those things you understand. And then in the in the effort to make things, again, brief. So, you know, we in the 21st century, we don't like long paragraphs. Right. Right. <laughs> no, we do not. We like we 140 like characters. characters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there is one part to this argument that I would like to just talk about really quick that I find a little bit perplexing, which is the idea that it this rule somehow makes it easier on new players. Um. I mean, my take on it is that the game's super complicated and nobody was having a trouble after they encountered it the first time, and I'll, given the first time maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's so many rules interactions that they have to know just to play the game that sort of one other that's like a, uh, an exception right. uh, I don't feel like was that big of a deal. Yeah, I mean, Magic players are really smart. They, they're really good at figuring things out, as a matter of fact. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean you intentionally make them more difficult for them so again this was the part of this was just making it sort of um simpler from the beginning would you weigh the simplicity of sort of the learning curve to get into the game because we all know that like at a certain point after you've you know bought your pre-con you're you're into the game sort of new levels and sort of it feels like new floors of this like you know kind of like one of those boss dungeons opens up where you're like oh wow now i have to think about this mechanic in, in reference to everything. Do you think that the learning curve is one of the more important things that shapes uh, bannings and rules changing and stuff like that? Um, well, it's, it's not like we're changing rules every five minutes. <laughs> right. right. Um, and bannings, no, I, I, bannings are actually probably more of the advanced stuff than the, than the simple stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there are times like I, you know, uh, people just hate playing, against this card and everybody hates it. So right. you, you, like you grades, for instance. Just, yeah. It's not so much a new player thing. It's a, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, public just, service announcement, uh, don't teach your friend to play magic by sitting down and starting a game of commander. <laughs> uh, yeah. and if you start do, with the core set, that's most recent. <laughs> yeah. Start monocolored. We did a whole episode on this. It's our Rafik episode. I believe it's episode mm-hmm. nine. Um, yeah. Don't just, that's not a good spot to jump into the the game of magic. Now, if you yeah, already there used, to, there used to be these forty card, these forty card decks. I forgot what they were called, <clears throat> but they were they were basically to get you into yes. yeah. playing magic. And the first time you played with them, you weren't supposed to shuffle them. Oh, right, you draw them in order, so yeah, you know exactly yeah. the order of yeah. And I yeah. well, listen to our teaching magic episode because you should really play with your hands face up. You should really it's totally different when you're teaching somebody. Yeah. Don't start with commander. Please. And if you for some reason do start with commander, don't start tucking things and blowing up lands because I don't think your friend's going to want to play after that. Well, I mean, yeah, is the whole I mean, idea I, to get your friend to love the game or not? Yeah, yeah, right. I I was um, I was traveling and I happened to be at a at a game shop. You know that they wanted me to come. Uh, play with the the folks for a little while. So he's like, yeah, you know, I'm in the area. I'll come by. Mm-hmm. And the shop owner was, was like, I really want to get people involved in this format. And it was, I mean, this is, I'm talking like, is probably 2009 or so. Uh-huh. Um, it's like, yeah, I love, I love EDH. I want to get people into it. Um, and 
uh, I watched him gather some people together, play you know, like ramp into Scion of the Earth Dragon on turn three and Armageddon turn four. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I, I don't think that's going to get people playing the format. Yeah, I question your method, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he at least had a good time at the uh, end of that, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that guy should not be teaching people to play Magic. Um, <laughs> all right, well, let's move on to the fourth and final point. And that point is basically that the rule doesn't affect that many cards. So now this yeah. one, this one I think is problematic because, I mean, the first argument that comes to my head is like, well, I don't know. If you change Soul Ring, you're literally affecting every single deck in the format. So the number of cards it affects is not necessarily as important as what those cards are. Do you want to speak to that? Um, yeah. I well, I I think that again, our ex, our experience has has been that this it's it's not like such a significant thing in the format. Um, I think that I think with a certain subset of players, it's a big thing. And, and we, we've, we've seen that in the responses. It's called right? the vocal minority for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, I think that the, Hey, wait, I, I don't think, think we're minorities. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm Asian. That's yeah, a minority. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we went there. But, yeah. Right. Right. I mean, you're definitely going to hear the people that disagree with it more so than the supporters just as a natural part of, but in this case, it's one of the few times that it's such a hot button case. You'll hear a lot of on both yeah. sides, but I, I think you can, I think you can actually, track where somebody sits on the I hate using casual competitive mm-hmm. but for brevity's sake I will on the casual competitive continuum mm-hmm. um, based on their dis their their love or distaste for this particular decision yeah I, I can definitely see arguments to that both ways I can also I think because Josh and I play in a slightly more competitive group we have obviously a lot of casual players in our play group as well but because mm-hmm. we, you know, I think I ran into Tuck probably on my second game ever, and instead of being... Craig has taking, nine Infect decks. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, One of our friends is Infect crazy, and he makes a good point as to why Infect shouldn't be changed, because you can effectively get rid of one person at the table before everyone turns on you. Um, mm-hmm. But I think because I personally ran into it early, and I played so many other games that I've seen so many worse situations that I did not take personal amount of umbrage with it, even though I consider myself a competitive person. Umbrage mm-hmm. is my favorite word. <laughs> yeah. No, umbrage word, is a good, very good word. Josh's umbrage is going to be a new card by the end of, <laughs> end of this year. I've calmed down. <laughs> I've calmed down. You know, whatever we can say, like Sheldon and that group are smart guys. They've been around the format for a long time. It's not like they made the ruling for no reason. Now, do I agree with it? No, but does that mean I'm going to be like, uh, you know, one thing we said last episode that, even at the time I didn't necessarily agree with, which was, mm-hmm. you know, is our group going to use this rule? And I think our group is absolutely going to use this new rule. You know, it's it's kind of crazy not to try it out. Yeah. Uh, not to give it a chance. You know, mm-hmm. if a bunch of smart people say, hey, maybe you should try this, maybe you should try it. And, you know, I'm not saying that we won't make a house rule if we don't like it. But, you know, that's something I would encourage everybody out there is, you know, and I was one of them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You know, we're all up in arms and, and we're like, oh, my God, this guy's falling. And, you know, eh, it'll probably be fine. I mean, thinking back, I've tucked a commander maybe three times in the last six months. Like, it doesn't happen that often. Mm-hmm. And even when I've had it, a lot of times I know. It's going to ruin that guy's day if I talk his commander. So why am I going to do that? Like, that's just not how I want to play the game. You mean it's going to ruin that guy's match? Now, if it's Jimmy, <laughs> I will do it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Every time. The last time that um, I, somebody played, I, I saw somebody play Terminus, it was, you know, maybe two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, all four commanders were on the table. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. And 
the guy, you know, he, he drew for the turn and he's like, and he looked down and he said, you know, strategically, this might not be the best move, but I can get all four of them. So I'm going to do it. Uh, but you know, he got his own as well. And, you know, it was just, you know, it, that was the kind of, you know, sort of lousy thing that we love to happen. One thing that I've sort of realized as this discussion has commenced is I, I don't know if I agree with your competitive versus casual scale. I think people look at the format differently. You know, there's certain people and they look at the format as this idea that it's based on this one card that I always have access to. Mm-hmm. And then I look at the format actually as more about the multiplayer aspect and then the deck building constraints. So I think that's kind of where my disconnect is, you know, is for me, I fell in love with the format because I got to play with four other people mm-hmm. and not, mm-hmm. be, and I don't, I, you know, honestly, if, if the deck construction was standard or modern or legacy or some other format that somebody had come up with, I would be just as happy, um, you as know, working you... under those constraints with the multiplayer aspect going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there, you know, people play this game for different reasons. And it's not just competitive or casual. There's also, like, within within that. Like, do they play one-on-one all the time? It's totally different. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So, so I think that's that's something for everybody to keep in mind about everybody else's opinion is that the perspectives are so different yeah. that everybody's opinion is valid. Like, it's really hard to tell somebody, like, you like Tuck mm-hmm. or you don't like it. Like, well, Right. Yeah, the, uh, you know, we, we're, we've always said that... Um, the vision that we're going with is the vision for the thing that we've created, right? You know, um, one of the, one of the great stories, um, I've, I've heard in the last year, couple years was from the creator of, um, true detective, the HBO series, the Good Matthew series, McConaughey, right? yeah. um, Woody Harrelson thing. And he said it took him so long to get the thing produced the way he wanted, but he wouldn't change. You know, they would like, we would love to produce your show, but you have to change these things. Right. He made it's no like, concessions. Right. He, he made zero. He's like, this is my vision. Mm-hmm. This is my vision. And, um, you know, that's what we're, that's really what we're trying to do. This is the vision for the thing. And we, we would love for everybody to en- enjoy the vision the way we do. We just, we understand that they won't. Or, you know, not everybody will. But, you know, this is the path we're going. This is this is the kind of thing we we believe it's better for the largest group of people. Um, you know, the, the the sort of core fans of the format. Um, those are the folks those are the folks that we're targeting. Uh, I don't I don't like that. I never like the term catering to because it seems kind of condescending. Right. Right. Um, and, and I really don't want to condescend to to magic players or very smart people. Yeah, condescend is not the best spell you can cast on the magic player. That is, that is for certain. <laughs> there is this thing that happens though with art, and Jimmy and I know this obviously working in uh, the entertainment industry for so long, which is like you create this thing and you put it out into the world, and at a certain point, it's not yours anymore; it's the world's. Mm-hmm. And you know, we saw this when Steven Spielberg goes and puts uh, walkie-talkies into the hands of kids in a movie from you know the '80s, or you know, Jabba the Hutt appears in a scene that he wasn't, and it's like. Yeah, that's George Lucas's movie, or that's even, but it's my movie, you know, it's my childhood, and I own a piece of that, you know, and I think it's fair to say that people own a piece of this game and this format, you know, because they love it and they've invested a ton of time and energy mm-hmm. into it too. Mm-hmm. 
It's great to see that uh, one thing that actually is really compelling is the fact that there is a community to get this upset and glad slash uh, to start the discussion about this is actually one of the most positive things I think we could ask for in terms of a sign of how Commander is doing as a format. Because if there weren't that many people that cared about it, I don't think you would ever see a discussion. I don't even think the Treasure Cruise banning discussion was this big, honestly. <laughs> I mean, when, would, what would be the worst case scenario is if you made this announcement and there was just crickets? Yeah, because yeah. it'd, it'd be like waving a big flag that said, well, no one's playing Commander, so who cares? Right, yeah. But the exact opposite happened. So it's like we're a force to be reckoned with, you know, and, and that's great because it, it'll make Wizards continue to develop product for us and continue to make sure that we're part of their calculations whenever they're doing any yeah. sort of design. So I think that's really great for us. Yeah, now one question that I had, Sheldon, that a couple of people have tweeted us about, actually it's amazing, within us recording this, within the past 40 minutes, we've already gotten two other emails in our inbox We're regarding just, the tuck rule. Yeah, so it is clearly a They're all like topic. six pages. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I love it, people. Keep doing it. I'll yeah, read them too. all. I'll read them all as yeah. well. Um, my question is, from a game designer standpoint, I don't know how much game design history is within the rules committee. What do you think about the tuck rule and sort of the idea that now that you have access to your commander permanently, that do you think it opens up more deck design space for people playing the game? Or do you think it sort of starts to limit that because once people know that they always have access to their commanders, then they don't need to build redundancy outside of that in their deck to make sure their deck functions without their commander? Yeah, diversity was also one of the points that we made in the the original press release. And I think I said something to, about it in the, arg, in the article as well, that we think that it definitely opens up more opportunities than it shuts down. What's um, the reasoning behind that? What do you mean? Because uh, I would naturally think that, you know, I build a lot of decks where the commander doesn't matter that much, and that feels like a pretty bad way to go now because my advantage used to be like, yeah, because I don't care if you tuck my general, but I don't have that advantage, and it feels like I should just build something where everything revolves around that commander because I know I'll always have it. Yeah, I, I'm again, I'm, I'm kind of failing to see it's what just, the well, to me, it just took away one side of deck design because now I'm I'm sort of forced into. And trust me, I've got a lot of decks that are like super super sized synergy with my yeah. with my general. But it feels like those decks are now markedly better. And uh, I, yeah, I I disagree with the point that they're markedly better. I, I again, I think the I think the slice of of play is a lot thinner than people are saying. Mm-hmm. I, it just mm-hmm. I, I, I I I think that the value of tuck and the amount of tuck that gets played that, like you said, you know, how many times have you talked to general in the last six months? Yeah. Not very often. Um, yeah. But is, the ability is being over is being like really overstated. I, I, th- I think that is true. The, the amount of time that it happens is very, any of you said in your play group, it was the same in ours. It's the same. Um, but I think the fact that it was an option is just something that you had to calculate. And now that it's not is, it's it's almost like the shadow of it was a lot bigger than the thing itself, right? Yeah, I, but uh, you know, to, on the other side of that, I've I've seen a lot of folks in this um, this debate this week mm-hmm. have said, well, you know, good because now I'm not going to feel like I need to jam spell crumple into every blue deck that I build. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, I had a lot of fun going through my decks uh, last night, a couple of them, and just pulling out Oblation and being like, sweet, now I can put in something that actually synergizes with my deck. <laughs> yeah, instead I, of a, a one-way why response. Wouldn't, why, yeah, why, wouldn't you keep, why wouldn't you keep Oblation? I don't want to give them two cards. <laughs> why are you giving... You, 
use it when somebody targets one of your things. <laughs> well, then it's just a two for two. <laughs> I'd rather just play a uh, something that makes me draw like 20 cards. Like, yeah. Come on, this is Commander. You know what? I'll just throw in the Consecrated Sphinx in its place instead. Uh, one final question Oh, yeah, because you have unlimited Consecrated Literally Sphinxes? Literally unlimited. I opened up a drawer and it just... Baller. <laughs> I own I, one. It has to go in one of my decks. <laughs> I wish. Um, <laughs> one final question that I have before we sort of circle back around and uh, wrap up things here is... Um, uh, why now specifically? It, was there a specific reason for the timing or is it just something that eventually was going to happen regardless of something happening in the community or people having an outcry about Tuck? Was, what was the timing? Oh, well, the, the, real, the real answer to that is uh, Fate Reforged just got us talking about it more. Mm-hmm. It's because a, of Manifest. It's a, yeah, because of Manifest. It's been, I mean, it's a discussion that's been going on for six or seven years one way or another. Um, so it you know it, it's it's not like it's new. Uh, somebody necroed some on the official forums, uh, necroed some threads from way back when people were talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was definitely fate reforged and manifest that got us talking about it, and it was this sort of cascade of discussions um, regarding commanders in the library and identifying where a commander is at all times and, and so forth and so on. Sort of the, the definition of what commanderness is. Yeah. Right, right. Right. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh, and I remember I was talking about on the show when it, yeah. if a commander's manifested, it still does commander damage. Right. You still you get to, to know that it is. Tell people that it is. Blah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Imagine as it is sort of a, a imaginary halo that always floats around that card, no matter where it is in the command zone. If it's upside down in your hand, or, right? Or what it's yeah, what it, where it's, it is or its status. Its status. Um, yeah, correct. That that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to know that it's the seventeenth card down in your deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it may, you know, even if it's in a hidden zone, you know, you, you know it maintains its commanderness. Gotcha. Right. right. Um, okay. Well, just to wrap up, I wanted to circle back around for one last question about the rules committee. Uh, you know, after this whole process and sort of, you know, the controversy surrounding it and what a hot button issue it's become, have you guys maybe taken a look at at that process and maybe is is there is that process perfect? Is it, you know, are there maybe better ways to do it? You know, something I thought about was like, part of the outrage seems to stem from the ambush sort of blindsided nature of it. You know, have you ever considered maybe just putting it out in the world, what you guys are thinking? That's a way to collect data that doesn't cost $2 million is, Hey guys, we're thinking about tuck. We're not sure about it. Maybe you try it in your play group and report back to us. Um, That doesn't cost any money at all. Yeah, but I don't think it it necessarily yields anything other than polarized results. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. You you'd say that by yeah, it's that classic scientific thing that by studying something you change the outcome or well, you change the sample. Yeah, yeah. I I I I think that the people the people who dislike a thing are way more likely to say something about it than the people who are. I mean, than, than the people who like it. Um, the the idea the the problem is. You know, we used to have a watch list, um, mm-hmm. and it was it was more. It ended up being more trouble than it was worth, um, because people thought it was just this a stepping stone from uh, you know from not banned to banned, and it, it was the you know the sort of shadow land it had to pass through before it got banned. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we're looking all the time at the format. We're looking all the time uh, at individual cards. Uh, so it it really it sort of crowdsourcing everything uh, 
creates more administrative problems than it than it resolves. And you guys would be getting shelled all the time too. It's like being <laughs> it's like instead of just getting in one firefight, you just like in your foxhole all the time. Yeah, and also yeah. once you open the doors, and here come the you know here come the masses of of recommendations of what you should get rid of, and you know it's, it's well, a tricky one to, to yeah. Negotiate. Well, why why is why is consecrated sphinx not on the on the watch list anymore? Right. Yeah. What, right. what took it off, et cetera. Yeah. So um, people, people, especially people who are um, highly analytically skilled, like magic players. I was going to say, like every magic player. <laughs> uh, tend, uh, you, they, you know, they want harder answers to everything. And um, I, I would say that there are fewer cut and dried answers to things like managing the format than folks would like there to be. Yeah, especially in the multiplayer format too, because in the one-on-one game, I think Wizards is much more easily able to analyze what happens in a format like Modern or Legacy or Standard and able to figure out bannings from that. But multiplayer-wise, it's it's a different beast entirely. So no, well, because, em- no empathy here for you guys. I'm sure it's very difficult. You, I mean, you have you have such a wild card factor in multiplayer because politics become a thing, mm-hmm. and there and there are no mathematical rules to politics. Right. Which is what's so awesome about it. Indeed. Exactly. I yeah. love it. That's my favorite thing about it. Listen, Sheldon, I want to thank you so much for coming on, man. Uh, you know, you've done so much for the community. I, I don't want anybody to get the idea that we were coming after you personally when we had opposition to it. Um, obviously, it's going to be a big discussion point moving forward for a lot of people and us too. But, uh, you know, really great, great to have you on and, and give us that perspective. Yeah. Well, like I said, thanks for being civil with your disagreement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. We are a professional radio internet podcast. We, well, be we have a lot of respect for you guys and the absolutely. rules committee. We don't yeah. want to come off like we don't, you know, just, you yeah. can disagree with your best friend, you know? Mm-hmm. So just because you disagree with somebody doesn't mean that you think that they're stupid or that yeah. they made, you know, make the worst decision ever. And I think the <laughs> right. fact like, the real big point is the sky's not falling. The, yeah. the format's going to be fine. It's going to be healthy. We're going to adjust. You know, yeah, I'll miss Tuck, but it's going to be fine. Yeah, and let's um, not let's not forget that uh, the the sky definitely isn't falling because trust me, guys, if it was falling, you would know there would be a lot of more degeneracy. There'd be sky stuff. hitting you in the head. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and one last note from my side of things is that the rule, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Sheldon, says that you may choose where your general goes uh, if it was not to go to you or command zone or, or exile. Correct. So if someone was to tuck your general, would you actually still be able to be like, sure, that resolves and put that general uh, into your library? You would. So there's a house rule for you guys of those of you that may vehemently disagree with this, is that if someone still goes to spell crumple your general, you can actually have him yeah. or her be spell crumpled. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a may. The, what matters is the destination zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things we thought about as we were discussing this because we were originally going to write it, well, if your commander would go to, um, it would go anywhere, you can put it in the in the command zone instead. Mm-hmm. Then we realized that um, from the stack to the battlefield is also a zone change. Right. Yeah, it messes with some people stealing and stuff, it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah like it, well, it messes with stuff. a lot of things. Yeah. Um, so you know, we so it was like, all right, the the destination zone of hand library graveyard exile um, that makes sense and. You know, if if they ever uh, invent another zone, we can just add it. Hopefully, hey, hey, just... you guys invented a zone. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> hey, with conspiracy, that zone is definitely ironed out and drilled <laughs> into actual cards now, which uh, which is really great. 
All right, Sheldon. Thanks so much for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Yep. And thanks you guys, make me. sure you guys follow Sheldon on uh, Twitter at Sheldon Mentoring. He also writes awesome articles for uh, SCG. So if you guys go into the show notes, all the notes will be there. So, guys, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you again, Sheldon, for coming on. And until next time. Peace. Laters. Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> <laughs>